If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. If you want a baby in a bucket, then I recommend these photographers, but that's not what I do. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a place for photographers who want to earn money with photography and live a better life. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since going full-time in 2010, photography has brought me more freedom, income, and opportunities than I ever imagined. It's been so positive for me that I want to show you everything I know. You'll learn more than just businessy things, though, including my favorite ways to be mindful and happier on this journey. You're tuned into the Photo Business Help Podcast. My name is Natalie Jennings. Thank you for listening. If you've been listening recently to the show, you might have noticed that I have been doing more interviews, which is pretty cool because I get to learn a lot and I get to connect with other people that have amazing stories. There's like two different formats to the interviews. One is sort of a workshop style. So Looking back here, recently there was an SEO workshop with William Bay that was two parts, so that's covering something that might be useful for people who are just starting out in the blogging world and just learning about SEO. And then there are the listener stories, which have been popping up here since the the new year, and those are meant to feature other photographers just like you around the world who have stories to share about their journey. And You know me, I love connecting people and I love when this community grows and it's especially a lonely time right now, especially if you're in like Minnesota and it's like below zero every day and nobody's out shooting. So it's a great way to just sort of hear other people's perspectives and listen to their stories. You know, this can be an up and down journey and and when you hear that someone else has had the same website panic as you have or the same client that isn't very agreeable as you have, I think it can be really helpful. So that's why I'm doing those. I am also offering the opportunity for anyone listening that's a photographer to jump on the show and share your story. So if you would like to be on the show because you have a story to share about your own photo journey, I would love to hear from you. You can just send me an email, natalie at photobizhelp.com. That's natalie at photobizhelp.com. And just in the subject line, let me know it's about the podcast. Tell me a little bit about where you're at and what you're doing. 
if there's something really cool you're working on, that's cool too. I'd love to promote you. As y'all know, I believe very strongly that a rising tide lifts all boats. So I'm here to serve and help you out as well as learn from you and grow my own thing. So I think we can all um, get some value out of this. So if you uh, are hearing this and that sounds good to you, reach out to me. I would love to have you on the show. Today's show is a quick one. I wanted to talk about this concept of preferences and policies. I heard recently on Clubhouse of all places, someone say, and I wish I could give credit to the person because this is a really cool concept. I'm sh- Maybe it's out there in some sort of coaching book or personal growth book. And if you have heard this before and know who to attribute it to, please let me know because I have no idea. And um, I like to give credit where credit's due. But the idea is make your preferences your policies. So what does that mean? For me, it's always meant kind of finding that sweet spot between serving your clients and also making boundaries for yourself. There's an upcoming episode that you'll really like with Libby Nieder, and we talk about boundaries and client communication. And one of the things I brought up during that interview was this idea of preferences and policies. And an example of this shows up a lot in wedding photography in particular for me, because I think weddings are, you know, they're high energy, everyone's, you know, running around with emotions and, you know, agendas and all kinds of things. So it's a great place as a photographer to have firm boundaries so that not just so that you get your way, but so that your client gets a better product because you are working you know, in alignment with your own intentions. So one of these examples that has worked for me really, really well, and, you know, I like to make sure I say that this might not be for everyone, but for me, it's worked really well is the idea of a shot list for the family formals. It's pretty common in, you know, wedding world for the couple to give the photographer a list of combinations that they want covered throughout the day or rather uh, at the family formal time. So, you know, me with me and my spouse with grandma, me and my spouse with this uncle, you know, whatever it is. And that's great. I don't want to ever discourage someone from, that was my earbud falling out of my ear. I have the tiniest ears. This is even like on a cord. Like the earbud is attached to a cord. It's not one of the wireless ones because I can't get the wireless ones because if I got the wireless ones, I would lose them. And then I would have to replace them and it would be expensive. So I'm still old school and they still fall out of my ears. What was I saying? So with the the shot list, you have all these different combinations, different preferences. And traditionally, the photographer is the one that looks at the list, makes sure that the shot has been taken calls off the next group that's on the list, helps arrange them, so on and so forth. I personally love to shoot in between the posed shots. So for me, it's really interesting to not have to look at the list. I There's so much going on that, again, makes the client's experience better in the end because they get all these really cool candid in-between shots. You know, right after you say, okay, we got it, people relax and they pinch each other's cheeks and hug each other and laugh and do all this stuff um, that I think makes for a great photo. So that being said, I just tell, this is preference. I tell my clients, hey, like, please make a list if you don't want to forget anything. 
it's a great idea, but give that list to someone who knows your family or your friends, and they can help arrange everybody on the day of so that I can make sure that I capture these great moments in between your post photos. So there's there's a reason there. There's some communication about how it's going to make their experience better because I'm going to give them these great candidates. And no one has ever had a problem with it. Never, ever, ever. This is very, very different than if it, I hadn't made this preference my policy, but had just the day of suddenly said, oh, uh, can you just give this list to someone else? You know, without any explanation, I'm frazzled, then they're confused. I thought I was supposed to make a list for you. How come you're not taking it, et cetera, et cetera. So making your preferences, your policies when it serves you and your client is a really, really good idea. Another thing I did this with was newborn photography. So I prefer not to pose newborns in all sorts of weird positions and put them in buckets and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't do that kind of photography. There are amazing people that do that kind of photography. My style, my preference is to do newborn sessions in sort of a lifestyle documentary kind of way. So I show up to your house. I take pictures of you sitting on your couch, holding baby, talking to each other, you know, sharing a moment from across the room, all that kind of stuff or, you know, whatever it might be, it's it's more documentary in nature. And I tell people I really don't enjoy and I'm not very good at the sort of posy posy stuff. So if you want a baby in a bucket, then I recommend these photographers, but that's not what I do. And so again, I don't show up and suddenly say, no, I'm not going to do that. It's, it's already laid out ahead of time. It's something that I prefer not to do. And it serves the client way more that I tell them this ahead of time. So so those are a couple of examples of making your preferences, your policies. And, and you could go round and around with this. There's so many different options to, to do this. But I, I heard it on Clubhouse and I was like, this is such a great way of explaining some best business practices in a way that I thought would make a great podcast episode. So make your preferences, your policies, which means communicate with your clients about why you're doing it and about how they're going to benefit from this choice that you're making so that they're not confused about it but that they understand precisely why you're making this call. And that is all I've got for you today. Short little episode. You can find me on Clubhouse at Jennings Photo. If you're not on Clubhouse or you're an Android user, which I think is so silly that they haven't switched that over yet, hopefully you'll join the group soon. I don't know what shape this is going to take. This is a monster in its infancy. And as we know, with social media, it can go all sorts of gnarly directions. So hopefully, it stays pure and good and really social because I've really enjoyed connecting with people. I've already made new friends and learned a ton of stuff. And I am enjoying it. So I'm pretty strict, though, with my time. I like to be respectful of other people's time. The photo business help Q&A on Clubhouse is Mondays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, you follow at Jennings Photo. That way you'll get pinged when I start the room. It's usually titled Photo Business Help Q&A, and then I pick a subject. This week we talked about uh, all things newsletters, which was really, really cool. I learned a bunch of stuff. So join us there if you are on Clubhouse. If not, no worries. Hopefully we'll see you there soon. Continue to listen to the show. This is like... Same sort of thing, getting education through audio. So thank you 
for listening. After over 10 years full-time as a lifestyle photographer, I've discovered eight things that every photographer should do to build and grow a strong photography business. If you would like to strengthen your business in 2021 and learn more about the eight things that have helped me build a solid photo biz, head to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. That's the number eight things to get your copy of the eight things that I've done over the last 10 years to build a successful lifestyle photography business. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I will be back as always every Tuesday and Thursday with more episodes. Remember in everything that you want to achieve, consistency is key.